Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Uh, that was Stephen Curtis Chapman, Do Everything. Of course, you know Stephen Curtis Chapman is, is obviously my favorite uh, contemporary Christian artist uh, that I like to listen to. And he, uh, I really like, like that song. It brings a lot of uh, uh, understanding the fact that no matter what you do, whether you're at a uh, stay-at-home uh, wife, uh, mother, uh, if you're uh, a mechanic, a doctor, a uh, lawn maintenance person, custodian, don't matter what you do, make sure we're doing it unto the Lord. And that's that's what we need to keep that kind of mindset and attitude that uh, God has us in where we're at at the right time, at the right place for a reason, and make sure we're doing that unto the Lord. And trust me, I of all people wish that I have had a, a better understanding of that in my younger days. Maybe I wouldn't have had 70 jobs. So, and yes, you heard me right. I said 70 jobs. So I, I bounced around a lot, had a little problem with what they call authority. <laughs> so that is why. But anyway, uh, let's make sure we use today to definitely glorify the Lord and uh, uh, use it for him to to be a witness, you know. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading as I'm talking here. Uh, I just want to say good morning uh, to Sheila. So she loves that song. Darlene, Jennifer Honeycutt, good morning. Sheila Sanders, Allie Hale. Those are just the ones that I can see. I see there are more than that watching. Uh, my wife, Brandy. And uh, uh, so I uh, just want to, those, those are the ones who have commented. So good morning to everyone that's watching and uh, listening this morning. So hope everybody slept well, slept well last night. And I hope that you're day is blessed beyond measure well let's go ahead and let's do our pledge of allegiance let me get this back up here all right if we'll stand i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all I'm uh, going to do something just a hair different this morning. Yeah, I, uh, I think it was Jerry Keller had put on uh, Facebook. Uh, it was last year. I think I'm pretty sure the, the year's the 2020 on it. But uh, the um, it's like a Little League baseball team. Might have been Little League. Anyway, it's baseball. And uh, uh, they, uh, to prevent kneeling, they said they weren't going to play the national anthem. And... Uh, and the kids come out, and they went back to their dugout, and the people in the crowd uh, started singing the national anthem. And for whatever reason, it got me so choked up. They really did uh, to uh, to hear that crowd sing that. And one team did come back out into the ball field to show respect. The other team didn't come out. And, uh, you know, it's a sad thing to see how our national anthem is treated and disrespected. So this morning, if you will indulge me, I would like to play the national anthem. And if you want to stand again, if you're able, uh, depending on where you're at, you might be driving, might not be a good idea to stand. So but let's go ahead, and I think we should uh, listen to that this morning.
I, uh, for the life of me, cannot understand how anybody could possibly uh, kneel during that song. To me, that evokes such uh, an emotional response to hear uh, that national anthem being played and sung. Uh, to think of what Francis Scott Key witnessed as he was writing that, uh, those men who were dying uh, to put that flag back up, what it represents in our freedom, uh, our courage. Uh, I, uh, well, you understand its meaning. Uh, I just don't understand how you could possibly kneel. I, I mean, you know, there's other ways. Uh, you know, if you think, you know, the the fallacy of the Black Lives Matter movement, the uh, uh, the social, supposed social injustice and uh, uh, police brutality, you know, whatever your problem is, uh, there are better ways in, in, to go around about it, uh, to uh, have solidarity, uh, to have peace. And uh, that is not a time to protest. You want to do something after the game, before the game, uh, make a speech, make a voice, work in the public, do something against society if you're so concerned about it. But none of these cowards do that. All they do, they showboat, taking their little knee, hoping they get attention, and then you got a bunch of stupid liberals out there defending their actions. And uh, uh, it is uh, it's sad to see our flag and our anthem being disrespected. And some even call, refer to it as racist. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, ever, ever since Crapper Nick started this mess with kneeling, it's just it's just been atrocious. It really has, and uh, uh, I don't know. It just really ticks me off. It really does. Uh, the uh, I don't know. I love our country <clears throat> and uh, our veterans and uh, our nation. You know, it amazes me, all these ball players who make millions of dollars whining and complain about discrimination. Yet <laughs> anywhere else in the world, they wouldn't have, like these kids even in college, wouldn't have their scholarships, wouldn't have their ability to play. These billionaires on the field wouldn't have this ability to get out there in any other place in the world but here in America. And yet they sit there scream and cry like babies. But uh, what do you expect when you have to... Well, have a uh, genderless plastic potato, so that's, that's the world we're living in. But I think we need to uh, uh, ensure uh, that uh, we keep that respect in place for this country and what it stands for. Because once freedom's gone, my friends, it's gone for good, and we won't get them back. And uh, the socialist agenda, this totalitarian uh, movement that's being pushed by the liberal progressives has got to be squelched. It's got to be stopped. This cancel culture has got to stop. And it's time we start standing up to this. And uh, I hope everybody and their brother stands up to ETSU and others like them that uh, defy and uh, disrespect our anthem and flag and no longer support them in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So, all right. But uh, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning. I uh, appreciate you indulging me. I just felt like when I heard that this morning, I really didn't get choked up. I didn't get choked up when I was playing a minute ago. And... Um, I just feel like I something needed to be played this morning. The verse this morning is 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our heart. You know, when you look at uh, the word world, of course we get that from the Greek cosmos, I think that John mentions it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's about a total of 107 times. 
And uh, one thing that we have to be very careful of uh, when it comes to the lust of the flesh, when it comes to the pride of life, when it comes to these types of things that we must avoid, it kind of goes back to Romans, not to be conformed to this world. You know, we, we have to be very, very careful. And, you know, it's very easy to, um, to be impulsive in our shopping habits and, and, uh, and what we do. You know, uh, most of my life I've, I've screwed up royally when it comes to purchasing cars or, uh, you know, because I, I get excited and uh, I think that car, if I get that car, if I get that van, or if I get to, you know, that's going to be awesome, you know, the, uh, just as if it will uh, make me a better person or whatever, you know. But if, uh, my point is, you know, we allow Hollywood culture and society to dictate uh, who we are to be, what we are to look like, and what we are to purchase and buy. And uh, I've had cars I thought would be so cool to have, and then when I got them, it's nothing but junk and had to sink money into them. I, in fact, I, you know how much I love Volkswagen Bugs. Love them. I mean, I grew up in them. And, uh, 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 but the, I had, I've had two and uh, both of them, it was just, just nothing but a money pit. That's, I mean, that's just all they are. And it's constantly throwing money in it. I wanted a Jeep so bad I couldn't stand it. I thought, that man, I really want a Jeep. I'd have a ball in that. I've had one, two, three Jeep Wranglers. And every single one of them, every one of them was a pain in my rear end. <laughs> I told you about the one the other day that if I kept driving it, I risked the chance of it, the frame snapping in two and flipping me. So, you know. The things of this world is not going to satisfy you. It's not going to make you happy. And, uh, you know, just even, you know, uh, I, I know I've put on a lot of weight. I, I realize that. And, uh, you know, I've been trying hard to, to eat right. In fact, I told my wife, I said, you know, uh, I feel like I eat like a rabbit and I'm still not losing anything. But most of my life, I have dieted. I have exercised. I have starved myself. I've even been bulimic. I have exercised for hours beyond the point of exhaustion. What does it get you? You know, it kind of goes back to what the Apostle Paul says, exercise profited little. And his point is, it's not that we shouldn't take care of ourselves. It's not that we shouldn't try to be, you know, uh, you know stewards of the temple and, and take good care of ourselves. Uh, but, you know, the emphasis should be on the eternal. Our emphasis should be on that of Jesus Christ. But we allow society to dictate what we should look like. You know, society says you're supposed to be thin. You're supposed to look a certain way. The pressure is just as strong on men as it is women. You know, on men, they, you know, they, they you can't even buy a toy as a child and have an action figure that's nothing but muscle and ripped and, and stomach muscles. And uh, same likewise with women and young girls. That's all they're inundated with, with these airbrushed models on magazines. And I think that's what they're supposed to look like because that's what society says we're to conform to. Many, many years ago, decades ago, to be heavy was to, was, to, was to show a sign of wealth. And then you had the Roaring Twenties come in, and then the, the look was to look like a heroin addict for uh, uh, young girls uh, or women in general. You know, and so we see this how society paradigm shifts happen in regards to um, our, what we look like and what we're to conform to. And the main thing is, is that we just need to be happy with who we are. And that's something I have to really work at because... Uh, for many, many years, I've, I've had a poor self-body image and really hated myself and what I look like uh, every time I look in a mirror. It's, 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 it's tough because I was bullied so bad as a kid because I was overweight. But the thing of it is, we have to be very careful whether it's you know, to be impulsive in our buying. You know, Amazon uh, is, uh, you know, such a uh, uh, 
okay, how can I put it, a trap, if you will, because it's so easy to be like, ooh, I like to have that, ooh, I like to have that, you know, and then it's like Christmas when they when the packages arrive. And um, so we have to be very careful about being conformed to this world. We have to be very careful about that uh, lust of the eye, and we have to be very careful uh, to, that we don't let the, the natural desires overtake us, that we must maintain that control, whether it comes to food, companionship, sex, uh, uh, security, whatever it may be, that we are showing that, um, uh, that we're giving it all to God, and we're, allow- we're not allowing the, the uh, selfish, impulsive actions uh, to overrun us and to uh, uh, dictate what we are, how we are to act, or what we are to buy, or what we are to do. And uh, that again, that's that's yielding uh, that lust of the flesh. And remember, it's it's not we are not to love the world. Uh, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And uh, so we have to be very very careful about that. In fact, a um, uh, point here is to yield to the lust of the eyes is not to love the Father, but the world. This term points to the sinful desires of greed and covetousness to want that which you do not have, but which others may have. It also refers to the desires that stem from false superficial values through our eyes. The world appeals to us to find satisfaction in the superficial, which can ne- which never can satisfy. Buy this bigger, newer home, and you will be happy. Find a beautiful woman or a handsome man, and you will be satisfied. Get the perfect job, and you have plenty of money, and your inner longings will be quenched. But is as is evident by the lives of the rich and famous, none of these things deliver what they promise. And that is true. Look at all these people that that seem to have had it all. The, the fame, the riches, the glory, and uh, OD on drugs, alcoholics, lost everything, committed suicide. All these things. Why? Because there is a void there that could not be filled. And there's, there's a momentary feeling of satisfaction, but it was fleeting. It was not sustaining, and that's why we need God. That's why we need Jesus Christ. We do not need to be conformed to this world or the things in it. We have to keep our eyes on the eternal. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We are only here just for a little while. We are but a vapor, only here for a small amount of time, and then we. that's why we, we must focus on the eternal. You know, to um, uh, as a child, I remember distinctly my dad uh was preaching at uh, Liberty Church of the Brethren over in Gray, and we lived in the parsonage beside of it. And uh, this was on my mind uh, the other day, and I remember this. Uh, I picked up a, um, oh, what do you call them, you know, the, the dandelion, once they, they, what are them stupid things called, you, you blow it and make a wish, I don't know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, I remember distinctly in that front yard, I remember picking that up and said, I wish I was big, because uh, like I said, I was bullied a lot. I didn't. I, I hated. <laughs> it's not, I had a good childhood in my family. It's not that I was beat or abused or mentally or, uh, abused or anything like that. But it's just uh, I hated being in school. So I, I remember saying, "Wish I was big." It's just I almost feel like that was granted that quick. I went from being a seven-year-old to going on forty-nine years old here in December. I'll be forty-nine. The time went by that quick, and uh, so but. As a child, to see, uh, to imagine myself uh, at 20, 30, 40, 50, seemed like that would be like forever away. That would, it's going to be, you know, that's, that's so far away. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And it was happened that quick. And while we're here on this earth, while we're living in the moment, it feels like we have all the time in the world. 
and we're, that's why we get so uh, consumed with the things of the world and buying products and and, um, uh, and and seeing things on social media or on television or movies and think that's the way life is supposed to be. But the fact remains is we have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Uh, for you know, as as I can tell you, you know, as you well know, how fast time goes by. It you know, in a blink, we're going to be standing for God the Father. And we'll be standing there in judgment. And with our, if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you get to spend eternity in heaven. And that's why we must concentrate and focus on the things that are pleasing unto God and put away the selfishness, this pride, this covetousness, this lust, all these things. Quit trying to worry about conforming to the world. You know, I'm not saying don't exercise. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. You know, we, we this the body is the temple. We need to try to make efforts to try to be somewhat healthy at the very least, but try to be healthy uh, and uh, to take care of your body. There's some things worse than death. You know, I mean, uh, you, you don't be uh, in a stroke. You don't want to have a heart attack. You know, there's things we, we've got to still have uh, some common sense. That goes back to self-control. But my point is, well, it's society dictate what you're supposed to look like hey you're beautifully wonderfully made praise god for that who cares what hollywood says that's what i told my kids growing up who cares what the latest fad is who cares what everybody else is wearing you be you you be your individual you know and uh, i told my kids wear what you want to dress how you want to and people don't like it to heck with them you know uh you know don't be a sheep don't just mindlessly follow what others are doing you be your own person and that's just it. Those of us who are saved, we have been set apart. As Christians, we are set apart. Remember that we've been ransomed. We've been bought out. And so we need to be demonstrating a life that reflects that change and that separation from the world. Quit trying to worry about affirmation from those in the world. Quit trying to worry about conforming to the world. Quit trying to worry about appeasing those in the world. We need to make sure that we're glorifying God the Father. We're serving Him. We're worshiping Him. That that is consuming our every thought and and uh, and. and idea in our brains that we are consumed with the things of God, that we're, we're growing and we're learning and we walk with him and we talk with him, as the song says. Let's make sure we're doing that. Let's worry about what the world says or dictates. Let's worry about what God's word says and dictates and let's serve him in a mighty way. You know, it's so easy. You know, it is so easy to uh, uh, allow society to infiltrate our thinking and our way of living, uh, it affects us more than we realize. And we need to put those things away and we make sure that we're serving God Almighty. Man, serve God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. That should be our focus, not what you can uh, uh, purchase or buy or, or look like. Let's make sure that we are spiritually ready and prepared for Christ's return, that we're spiritually ready and prepared uh, for eternity, that we, you know, you know, that's one thing I was telling Carlton Matt the other day, that, um, um, you know, I, I, I him for anything was to happen to my dad, you know, me and him were very close, and, or my mom, either one, wife, kids, you know, and uh, uh, that's one thing I prayed now is, Lord, if him forbid, if something was to happen, give me the strength I need and the peace I need, but See, what I'm driving at here is I'm praying for that now. I don't wait till I get in the battle. I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. You know, just like Dad talked about a, a professor he had as in World War II and said they were, uh, I don't know if it was in Normandy or where he told me before, I always forget. But anyway, they were getting, the boat was getting ready to get up on the on the beach. And as they were as it was getting ready to get on the beach and the uh, platform fold down, they run under the beach, a boy dropped to his knees and started praying in, the, in that chaplain who was dad's professor said if you're not prayed up by now 
you know, it's just too late. And so that's the problem with a lot of people. They wait till they're in the middle of the battle, then start praying, which is fine. But you really need to be prepared and be ready for the battle to come. And that's why it's imperative, important that we spend that time in prayer, preparing ourselves, readying ourselves for what is to come so that God will give us the, what we need when we need it when in the midst of that warfare. And it only comes by walking and, and being close to God. You know, that's one thing we want to be. We want to have that intimate relationship with that of God. We don't want to be intimate with the world. We want to be intimate with God Almighty. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your good word. Lord, help us to fight against, to fight back uh, the selfish impulses that we may have when it comes to the things of the world or the people in it or the materialistic. Lord, let us uh, strive to have that mind of Christ. Let us strive to be in spiritual growth. Let us die of self daily and let us to live for you, Lord Jesus. Strengthen us and bolden us and let us serve you well. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead and guide and watch over, protect us this day. Lord, be with our nation's leaders. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll touch their hearts and minds. And Lord, I pray that you be with the people of this nation, that they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, as I pray every morning, I do pray for uh, dear sweet uh, church members, uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Jenner Troy Hood. I pray that you be with Angel Blackwell. Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, so many families within the church who have lost loved ones and that you'll give them peace and strength. I do pray for Larry and Dinah Nye and Jane Kitchings and Ron Thompson. And uh, Lord, I do pray for my dad and mother and my family, my mother-in-law, father-in-law. And Lord, I pray that you'll put protection about them. Lord, be with all those who are watching today. We lead God and watch Lord protect them as well. And Lord, let us serve you in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And um, appreciate the uh, uh, kind uh, words and comments. I appreciate you all uh, uh, talking and commenting uh, as I'm speaking here. I, I'm glad that you all could do that and have the ability to communicate. Uh, you know, it's like having a Bible study uh, right here uh, together. We, everybody can still communicate and see each other and uh, still get to hear the word as well. So that's a wonderful thing. All right. So as always, uh, don't forget uh, if you uh, not, you know, some people are leaving social media and if you are or have family or friends who like to watch these devotions, don't forget you can watch live on our website at flbconline.com with devotions or our sermons. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Dark Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. You can listen to all the devotions on there as well. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today and a fantabulous day. And say this, say this with me. Remember, live each day as if it were your last because... <laughs> One day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.